series on the warrior within. I don't know about you. I've really enjoyed this series. I just feel like God's kind of been stirring something to me. To it's just kind of one of those things where God's saying, "You just step up, step up. It's time time to step up even more." So um, today we're going to finish um, our series. Last week uh, we talked about courage, and what we're going to talk about this week is is something that is so essential to being a warrior and creating yourself and allowing God to create you. Uh, to be the warrior that he's called you to be, that, that, that we, can't, we can't skip over this. And today we're going to talk about character. And this is something, like I said, it's so foundational that without character, you can't even call yourself a warrior. And so as we jump in today, we're going to see how, how foundational this is and how much uh, the character in our life sets us up to live the warrior's life. So the story that we've been looking at is the story of Gideon. And just kind of the quick overview, because we've, we've read through it a few times, is the Israelites had, had kind of fallen away from God, and they had fallen basically into slavery, slavery to the Midianites. And through this course of time, uh, God was like, I'm, I'm looking for a warrior. Somebody step up and lead my people and kind of bring them out of this place they're not supposed to be in. And God finds a guy that's hiding in a wine press, or, you know, trying to get some grain for his family, and says, that's the guy I want, and his name's Gideon. And so we fast forward a little bit, and what God's calling God, uh, I think this is in your notes, God uh, sends an angel and he says, the Lord says to you, mighty warrior, getting that you're going to be the one that's going to lead my people out of this, that you're going to be the warrior that steps up. And like Troy said before, I'm sure he's saying, like, I don't know who you think you're talking to, I'm over here hiding in this big barrel just trying to get a little bit of food, and you're calling me a mighty warrior. And so today as we continue in the story, we'll see how God is creating this man into becoming a warrior, and the biggest way he does that is through developing his character and the type of man that he is. So I'm actually going to read. Uh, we're going to continue on reading through the story. This, is, uh, this may not be in your notes. It'll be up in the screen. This is Judges 7. This is the first eight verses. This will kind of get us through uh, some more of the story. And I said, early in the morning, Jerubbaal, which they're saying here is Gideon. Interesting thing. What this means is a contender with Baal or let Baal plead. So this guy goes from being the guy who's hiding and is the one just trying to scrape up a little bit of food and says, this is the one that Baal needs to start pleading with because this is going to be the warrior that brings about the victory. So in our, in our terms, it would be Jerub Hop, uh, Hawkeye would be the word. <laughs> right, Matt? Hawk, they need to start pleading with us a little bit. They need to contend with us, right? Okay, anyway, let's uh, keep trucking on here. So Gideon and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men to deliver Midian into their hands, in order that Israel may not boast against me that their own strength has saved her. Announce to the people, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left. Anybody who's afraid, just take off. 22,000. How many are left? While 10,000 remained. About 65% of them said, Oh, that's me. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Verse 4, But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many. Take them down to the water, and I will sift them for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water, and there the Lord told him, Separate those who lap the water with their tongues like a dog from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred men lapped with their hands to their mouths. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men that, I, that lapped, I will save you. And give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go, each to his own place. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites to their tents, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. So they go from 32,000 men down to 300. 
32,000 down to 300. Now, the first part, I totally get. I mean, if you're afraid and you don't want to be here, it may just be better that you're not here at all. And so 65% of them say, that's me, I'm gone. I'm just going to go home and hang out. Now, the second part, where God takes them down to this little river and says, I want you to watch how they drink water. And depending on how they drink water depends on which ones I want to keep and which ones I don't. And basically we're saying if they're down on all hands and knees and they're just drinking straight out of the creek versus if they kind of kneel down on one and they're kind of doing this, bringing it up to their mouth. And 300 of them are the guys that just kind of kneel on one knee and they're doing this. And he says, those are the 300 that I want. Now what's, what's the significance of that? The significance of that is this. These guys were prepared and ready and vigilant and focus no matter what they were doing they didn't give the enemy an opportunity to I'm, I'm down on all hands and knees and my face is in the water and anything could happen at any time an alligator could come up and swallow me somebody could come up from behind me the guys that kneeled down and were just kind of doing this the other thing is that is they were vigilant about what they were taking in as they could see uh, as some of the tradition as I read a little background on this is that sometimes they would drink water through the sleeve of their shirt. Why? Because it would filter out leeches and bugs and all kinds of stuff that was in the water. The same thing when you do with it in your hand. When you bring it up in your hand, you can see exactly what's in what you're drinking. And so what it was, it had way more to do with their character than just with about how they're going to quench their thirst. And so today that's what we're going to talk about a little bit is character. And that's what it all comes down to. What makes a warrior a warrior is character that withstands situations and circumstances and especially outlasts whatever the crowd is doing. 10,000 guys, 9,700 of them knelt down on all four knees and did just plunge their face in. 300 of them said, no, I, I'm, I'm going to stay prepared. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to stay ready. I'm just going just gonna to do this. I kind of started thinking of it this way. There's a lot of guys on a football team, and there's a difference between being on the team and playing and fighting for the team, and playing with injuries, and playing through tiredness, and playing through soreness. Who are the guys that get hurt the most, and that are in the most pain? It's the same guys that the team means the most to, the same guys who have given everything for the team, the same guys who have sacrificed for the team, the guys who don't turn away in fear or lose their focus. That's not the guys that don't have to shower afterwards. That's the guys that the team means most to. It's different to be just be on the team versus I'm, I'm in there. When I was watching, my dad and I went to the game Friday. And, you know, towards the end of the game, you know, we're just, we're trying to run out the clocks. We're just running the ball. And, of course, we're just giving it to Rex Burkhead every time. And every time he runs the ball, he runs the ball hard and he gets up and he limps back to the huddle. He doesn't go off the field and say, hey, I need a sub, somebody come in. He limps back to the huddle and says, no, this, this means too much right now that I need to stay in here and fight through this. So they hand the ball to him again, and he runs with everything he has, and he gets up again, and he limps back to the huddle. Amazing quote in your notes there today. There's no such thing as a warrior without character. It is a prerequisite of the job. I had that underlined and highlighted in my notes because I want to make sure you, you had that and saw that in your notes, so I just, made, I just quoted myself in your notes there. So you're welcome, all right? <laughs> That's a, that one's free. That one's on the house. There's no such thing, but think about that. There's no such thing as a warrior without character. There's no such thing as a warrior without character. It's a prerequisite. That's part of what being a warrior is. That's what creates the warrior. You don't become a warrior, and then you say, okay, at some point I'll, I'll start getting character. Having character and developing your character is what leads you to become the warrior that God's called you to be. So if character is the difference between just being on the team and affecting the outcome 
of the game, what does character look like? Again, kind of going back to that football analogy, just being on the team versus actually affecting the outcome of the game. What does that look like? What is character? This, so this is kind of how we're going to define it for our conversation today. A few things. First one, character is commitment. Character is commitment. Sticking to the mission and cause, no matter what. Character is commitment. They did a little... Uh, a thing at halftime where they were kind of highlighting some of the seniors at the Nebraska football game, and they were talking about all the transition they'd been through from Callahan to uh, po- getting to Pelini and then going from the Big 12 to the Big 10 and all these different transitions. And they were talking about how amazing it was that all these guys stuck through it because they were committed. They were committed to the team. It wasn't always just about winning and losing. They were committed to the group of guys that they were around. They were committed. That's character. Character is commitment. The second one, character is consistency. A true warrior can be counted on to be there when needed. I just talked about Burkhead. I mean, it just seems like when we need him to do something, he does it. He's consistent. He's there. He's going to fight every time he gets the ball. And that's what character is all about. The warrior understands that, you know what, it's not just whenever I want to do it or sporadically or here and there, that every day, day in and day out, I choose to be a warrior. And that's the development of the character of a warrior, that every day I'm going to choose to do what God's asking me to do, consistency. The last one on there, this is the toughest of them all. Character is created. Understand that the best warriors are the ones who have been through the most battles. Do you hear that? The best warriors are the ones who have been through the most battles. You can't be battle-tested unless you've been through a battle. You're not the go-to person in the battle unless you've been through a battle before. The best warriors are the ones who have actually been through the battle. So as we say, you know what, I want to be a warrior for God. Understand what that means. It's kind of the count the cost. Understand if you're going to be a warrior, there's going to be battle. And that the best warriors are the ones that have been through the most battles. So that's what character is for us today. Character is commitment. It's consistency. And it's an understanding that this is created. That this is going to be a journey. This is, at times it's not going to be fun. At times being a warrior is not going to be fun. But those are the things that develop and create that within us, all right? Also at the same time, and this is in your notes as well, there's choices. Choices. We can choose character and we can choose other things. There's choices to be made to become a person with character. When you choose character, that means you're not choosing something else. When you say, I want to be a person of character, a warrior of character, that means I'm not choosing other things. What are those? First one is this. You're choosing character over comfort kind of going back to the battle test thing, that you're choosing character over comfort. A warrior knows that being a warrior will lead to uncomfortable and sometimes dangerous situations. That's just part of the job. That's part of the gig. Understanding that this always isn't always going to be comfortable. I mean, talking about a week of discomfort, having a family in, in our church lose a, a sister and a daughter-in-law and a wife and on and on and on and on and on. But there's something to be, to be said for in the midst of that discomfort, saying, you know what, God, whatever, whatever you'd have me do, whatever it is, I'll, I'll fight through the discomfort because I understand that there's, there's going to be something that comes out of this. There, you're going to create something deeper and longer lasting and stronger in me than I had before. As tough as that is to say, in the middle of all that discomfort, that we choose character. Character over comfort. Taking the easy way out in your business your relationships, your parenting, simply because you're looking for your, after your own comfort and not your character. That's the decision, that's the choice you're making. 
what we don't see a lot of times when we do this is that we are sacrificing any opportunity we may have in the future to act like a warrior because we have chosen to live a life of comfort over character and people see it. People know who warriors are because they see how you live. They see how you act. They see how you talk. They know who the warriors are. And so the choices we make now affect later on when we say, okay, now I'm going to make the choice. And people are like, that's not, what are you talking about? That's not you. And so what we're doing is we're setting ourselves up for even a, str- a, a tougher battle later on because of the choices that we're making right now. Because we've chosen our own temporary, right now comfort over character. A choice, character over comfort. The second one, character over competence. Now this may not sound that straightforward, but you know what? When it comes down to it, I think this is in your notes, a warrior knows his strength is his heart and not his head. Does God want you to be smart? Absolutely. Does God want you to know his word and what he says and what his promises are? Absolutely. He wants you to know all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, the warrior knows that I can know everything there is in the world, but if I don't have the heart to follow through on it, it doesn't really matter. And so the strength of the warrior really lies right here and not up here. The strength of the warrior is as hard as not his head. This is Second Chronicles. I don't know if I got the, the actual address in there on your notes. Second Chronicles 6.19 says, For the eyes of the Lord reigns throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Strengthen the hearts of those because that's where the strength of the warrior lies is within the heart and not the head. What does this look like? Character over competence looks like when you're in the middle of situations that don't make sense, still choosing to seek after God and to trust him. When things in life are like they're spinning out of control and I, I, can't, I can't make sense of it, nothing can just settle down and I can't just find a path to walk on. It's, it's all over the place. I've got to follow my heart. God, strengthen my heart that I might follow you. When stuff doesn't make sense, when, when my own competence doesn't add up, when, it, when, it doesn't, when it's not enough, when it doesn't suffice in the middle of those situations. The third choice is this, is character over control. Character over control. A true warrior follows the orders of the commander-in-chief. When we think about the people that serve in our, in our armed forces and in our military, they're all under the control of somebody else. There's one commander-in-chief. When it comes down to it, there's one. And he can call the shots for everybody. He can say, I, need, I want you to go here and here and here and here. And the warrior says, all right. I'm under, I'm under your control. It's not my decision. I, I signed up for this. I signed up to be a warrior, and so if you say go, I'll go. And that's choosing character over control, the own control of your, of your life. A little question for thought there. This may be in your notes. I can't remember. Is there no greater purpose in your life right now? Kind of a, l- a little self-reflection. Is there no greater purpose in your life right now than to make yourself happy? Is there no greater purpose for your own life right now than for you to make yourself happy? Are you controlled by you? I'm, 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 the, I'm the master of my domain. I call the shots. I do what I want to do. I'm, this is my life. Now you've, control, you, you've chosen control over character. Control over character. This is, like I'm saying, this is foundational to us becoming warriors for God. Anyway, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll just leave you with that thought. So, 
kind of the bulk of what I want to get into here. And I, I, when, I, when I speak, I feel like I do this a lot, but I want to give us a way to almost kind of measure ourselves. Where, where am I at? If this is a spectrum and here's where God sees me as the ultimate warrior he's created me to be, and how do I find out where I am in that? And so I want to walk through five things as we continue to walk through the story a little bit with Gideon. These five things popped up that showed and proved that he was a warrior. They were signs that he was becoming and was the warrior that God called him to be. And I think they hold true for our life, that as we walk through, if we say, God, as I look at these five things, where am I at? Where am I at with these things? How do I view life? How do I attack situations that are attacking me? How, how do I deal with things in life? Where am I at? So as we walk through these next five, that's kind of what we're we'll looking at, all right? So this first one, these first couple are out of that first, this first little passage that we just read. So signs of a warrior with character. The first one is this. A warrior with character listens to God's direction and not the world's doubts. A warrior with character listens to God's direction and not the world's doubts. Judges 7, 2, and 3. We read it just a little bit earlier. It says, The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave. So 22,000 men left. Why were they afraid? One of the biggest sources of fear in our life is what? Is doubt. We doubt that God's really trustworthy. We doubt that things are going to work out the way that, that they should or that we hope or that the way God says they're going to. We doubt that he has a plan. We doubt that we could ever actually win. We, just, we fall into the lie that I'm, I'm always just going to be on the losing side. All these doubts create the fear. And so at that point, Gideon, what God was saying to Gideon is, I want, I want people that aren't doubting, that they're going to trust the direction no matter what it looks like in front of them. We've got this massive army over here, and God's saying, if some of you aren't with us, I need you to leave, and it's going to get smaller and smaller. And so I want the guys that don't doubt that I can show up. I want the guys that don't doubt that I am who I say I am. I want the guys that don't doubt that they could actually be winners. I want the, the guys that don't doubt that I've called them to be a warrior. That's the guys I want. And so God's saying right now, part of being a warrior and what he showed Gideon, part of being a warrior is saying, I just need you to follow my direction and just kind of, I just want you to do this to the doubts. The people around you, sometimes it's family members, maybe even a spouse or friends that, you know, like, you know what, is, is it really worth it to follow God in the middle of this situation? Or you know what, does that even really matter in the long run? And you're like, you know what, it does. Because this has to do with my character. My character has to do with whether I'm going to be a warrior or not. God's direction, listening to God's direction and not the world's doubts. Second one on here. A warrior with character sees the opportunity, not the odds. A warrior with character sees the opportunity, not the odds. Judges 7, 4 through 8 says, But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will thin them out for you. Like Gideon was asking, man, he's in his mind, he's thinking, man, how am I going to thin these guys out? And God said, don't worry about it, I'll do that for you. I'll get rid of a bunch more of them for you, all right? Don't, don't worry about that. If you thought you had too many, you do, and I'll take care of that. There's still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I'll thin them out for you. If I say this while well, should go, he'll go. If he stays, he'll stay. So Gideon took them, the men down to the water. We get to the whole water thing again. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept 300 men. Talk about odds. Talk about seeing the odds. Like, okay, I, I went from 32,000, 
probably against, uh, against an army that was way, way larger because we're the ones that are in captivity. We're the, we're the, we're the slaves here. We're the ones that aren't, aren't, aren't taking over things and controlling things. For 300. Many of us at that point would be like, you know what, it's, it's probably not worth it anymore because this is going to get ugly really, really fast. We would start seeing the odds. But what God wanted to create in Gideon is see, see an opportunity for me to show up. If you're just obedient to what I'm asking you to do, see an opportunity for something crazy to happen. And as we go on the story, we'll see that God used 300 men to overtake an army of tens of thousands. And that's what a warrior sees. A warrior sees that what lies ahead of me aren't odds that can't be overcome. It's an opportunity for God to show himself to me and prove himself to me and for, for him to create me and mold me into the warrior that he's called me to be. That's what lies ahead of me. Not odds. It's opportunity. Whole different perspective. Whole different perspective. I was, th- as I was thinking about that, I don't know if this was God or myself, but as I was thinking about odds versus opportunity, this is every time I set foot on a golf course, because the odds of me actually doing what I want to do and trying to get that thing to go straight are insurmountable. I mean, for me, there. But at the same time, next time I go golf, I'm be like, this is a huge opportunity for me to for me to look really, really good. Because the odds of me looking really, really good are really, really small. So if I do it, it's gonna be, this is going to be amazing. Odds versus opportunity. We're going to read on in our story here a little bit before we get to these last three. This is Judges 9, or 7, 9 through 17, okay? And then we'll finish up. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up, go down against the camp, because I'm going to give it to your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura, and listen to what they are saying. So I want you to go down and just listen to what the guys in the opposing army, what they're, what they're talking about and what they're saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley. Thick as locusts. That's not 300. You wouldn't call a group of 300 thick as locusts, okay? That's not what you would call them. Thick as locusts, their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. So he sneaks up on this tent. There's two guys inside that are on the edge of the camp. And then one of them's telling this dream that he had. He said, I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling down in the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. How many of you would think the first thing, if one of your friends said, I saw this loaf of bread rolling down a hill and it smashed in my house, that means we're dead. I mean, we're toast. We're, we're gone. That's, that's not the first thing that pops in my head. But this guy knew. He goes, I know this is what this means. He, Gideon, the man of the sword, has been given the victory. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped God. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up! The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300, you know, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead, and when I get to the edge of the camp, do as exactly as I do. That leads us into our last three here. The third one, and your notes is this, a warrior with character worships God for the victory, not himself. A warrior with character knows who really deserves the credit. He knows who really deserves the credit. Your verse that we pulled this out of, 
after they heard this dream, what we just read, Judges 7, 14, he, his friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, the, is, the son of Joash, the Israel. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and his interpretation, what was the dream? The loaf of bread rolling down? The interpretation was, Gideon's going to kill us. But what Gideon knew is that it wasn't, it wasn't about him. Even these guys thought, like, it's Gideon. He's the one that's going to get us. Gideon knew it, like, it has nothing, nothing to do with me. What's that next part of the verse says? When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. He knew that God was going to bring victory. And because of that, he knew that the only person he could worship because of that victory was God. It had nothing to do with himself. Parents, a real quick side note here. I, can, I could probably give you no better piece of advice. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll rephrase that later. But no better piece of advice than to instill in your kids that when they have and experience success in their lives, that the first thing they do is say, God, thank you for giving me the ability to do whatever I just did. Thank you. That was one of the first things my dad instilled in me at a very, very young age. I remember every time I did anything that had any kind of success, and he came down on, out of the bleachers, the first thing that he would say to me is like, you need, you need to make sure that you give God the praise and the glory for this. Parents please, please, please instill that in your kids, that they begin to understand that as they develop their character of a warrior, that this has nothing really to do with me. It's about God working through me. And so all the praise and all the glory for any victory I experience in life goes straight to him. Fourth one on here. A warrior with character is not seized by the moment, but seizes it. A warrior with character is not seized by the moment. When something, when the bullets start flying, it starts getting a little hot. They don't just ball up and freeze and, uh, I don't know what to do. A warrior with character seizes the moment. As we read in here, Judges 7.15, the second part of that, right after he worshiped, it says, he returned to the camp of Israel and called out. So right after he hears the interpretation, first thing is I praise and I worship God. The second thing, I'm, I'm acting upon what I, what I know God has put in my heart. It says he returns to the camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. So at that moment, when he knew, like, now's the time to strike while the iron's hot type of thing, he could have easily started thinking, okay, this is going to get really real because I'm taking my 300 against this massive, massive camp. That's the moment that he's sitting in, that God's saying now is the time to do this thing. And what do I do? What's my response? He could have easily just balled up and said, uh, maybe we should try something else or bring some more of those guys back. But he said, nope, now's the time. Now's the moment. I strike while the iron's hot. Get everybody up. Let's go. God's giving it to us right now. Question for you is, have you missed something about God's plan for your life because you hesitated? Have you missed something for God, of God's plan for your life because you waited or you hesitated or you doubted or you just sat back and said, maybe it's not quite right because this feels like it's going to take a lot and it may get really ugly, but have you, have you missed something? Have you let the moment seize you instead of seizing the moment when God says, now's the time. I've called you to this. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now is the time. Have you missed something? The last one in here, our last sign of a warrior. A warrior with character leads by example, not explanation. Leads by example, not explanation. Judges 7.17, this is Gideon speaking, says, watch me, he told them. So he steps up in front. We go from the guy that's hiding in the wine press. So now he's in front of an army that's massively outnumbered and outmanned. 
What does he do? He puts himself in front and he says what? Watch me. Watch me, he told him. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. He didn't say, okay, this is what I want everybody to do. I'm going to stay here and make sure everything's going okay and make sure that everything's ready when you guys come back. And No, he's like, I'm, I'm going with and I'm going in front and I want you to watch what I'm doing because I'm going to show you what to do and God's going to give us the victory. Kind of goes back to the whole, there's a difference between being on the team and giving everything you are for the team and sacrificing for the team. And he said, follow me. The character of a warrior is the character of a person that steps up and says, I'll, I'll be the one to lead. I'll be the one to, to forge. I'll be, the, I'll be the first one through the door. No matter how dangerous that sounds, I'll be the first one through the door. Just follow me. Do exactly like I do. And God will give us the victory. That quote that I put in your notes there. Some of you have probably heard this a number of different times. Preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words. Preach the gospel all the time. And when necessary, use words. What does that mean? Live a life that people know exactly who you're living for. Live your life in such a way that there is no doubt in people's minds what kind of person you are and who you're living for and who you're serving. Live your life in such a way that you lead by example and not just by explaining and telling people what, what they should be doing and what God wants them to do, but saying, this is what God asked me to do. Just follow me and do, do what I do. And God's going to bring the victory. That's the character of a warrior. That's the sign of a true warrior. Worship team's going to come up. We're going to move into response time. But as I was thinking about this, so a little bit even quicker test of where you might be at. A am, am I a warrior? Is that something God's developing in me? Is that something he's creating me to be? Is that something I even want to be? Here's a question. Just based upon those signs we just walked through. Is your life full of odds? doubts, pleasing yourself, being overcome and overwhelmed by life's moments and looking for someone to make sense of it all? Is that what your life is defined by? It seems full of odds and doubts all the time. Man, I, I, can't, I can't overcome this. There's no way there's going to be victory in this. There's no way that this is going to work out right. Because the majority of the time you're just about making yourself feel okay and pleasing yourself. You get overwhelmed and overcome easily by life's situations and moments. And you're just looking for someone, man, can someone just make sense of this, please? Can someone just help me? Is that what your life feels like? If so, I, I would say that that might have been exactly what Gideon felt like when his whole people were in slavery and he was hiding in a wine press just trying to make some grain for bread. That might have been the exact same spot he was in. And God looked down on him and said, that's a mighty warrior right there. He wants to do the same for you today. He wants to say, you, you are a mighty warrior I'm looking for. If you would just step up, if you would just trust me, if you would choose character over, over comfort. If that's you, God's calling you to become a warrior. Where in life you see direction and opportunities and moments to be seized in which you are leading by example. And all the while bringing the recognition to the one who actually deserves it pretty contrasting picture pretty contrasting picture when you have a life of direction and opportunity and seizing moments that's the life of a warrior that's the character of a warrior so today the choice 
We choose character over comfort and having everything figured out. Even over your own desires, will you choose that over living a life of worry? Will you say, God, whatever you need to develop in me, God, whatever, whatever I lack, whatever there is in me that needs to be gone, whatever I don't have that I need, God, whatever that character is in me, God, that, that I would step up and fight, that I would be the one that leads by example, that I would see opportunities in my life instead of odds. See, I would see opportunities for you to show up. God, that in first and foremost, God, in victory, I'd praise you over everything else. If that's you, God's just saying, can I have your heart? What's the strength of a warrior? The strength of a warrior is his heart, not his head. God wants your heart. He wants your heart. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Going back to the warrior with character is not seized by the moment, but seizes it. I think for some of you right now, this is the moment to be seized. This is it. Where God's saying, I need a mighty warrior to step up in your family, in your circle of friends, in your job, in your world, right where you're at, I need a mighty warrior. Are you going to be that one or do I have to go find someone else? This is the moment right now. This is the moment to be seized. If that's you and you're just saying, God, whatever you need to do in me, do in me. I want to be a warrior. Whatever you need to create in me, create in me, God, that I would be a person of character. God, that you would look at me and say, that's a mighty warrior. If that's you and today you're saying, I, I'm, see, I'm seizing this moment right now to become what God's created me to be, to take over my life and the life he's given me and, and, and turn it into the life of a warrior. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand and say, I'm, I'm seizing the moment right now. Right now I'm taking, I'm taking this opportunity. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we turn to you today, God. God, that you would turn your face toward us and say, my mighty warrior. Creating us the character of a warrior, God. To not just limp and gimp through life, but to thrive and to bring others with us at the same time, God, to lead an army, creating us that type of character, Lord. In Jesus' name.